Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to More Than Amused podcast, a podcast all about women and the arts hosted by Stani and Sadie. Join us as we explore what it's like being a female artist, examine modern day problems, and educate ourselves and you on important and forgotten female artists of the past. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to our bonus episode for the month of More Than a Muse. I'm Sadie. I'm Stani. And even though this is our August bonus episode, you're getting it in September. Yes. But that's okay because this one is totally worth it. It yeah, worth the wait. I yeah, I'm very excited about this episode. I am too. So a little intro to it. Um, this is like our book episode, but yeah. we kind of took it a different way this time, and we actually got to interview the co-founders of Girl Music. That's with three R's, which ties in perfectly to the Girls to the Front book about the Riot Girl movement. Um, mm-hmm. and what they're doing. So, yeah, that'll be at the end, and this will be a very brief intro to that, I guess. Yeah. Is that what we should say? Yeah, like, <laughs> we did a whole um, episode about the history of the Riot Girl movement. Was that in July? Yeah? Um, I think it yeah, was. Yeah, it was in July. Yeah, in July that we did that. So if you haven't checked it out... Go do that. And yes. then for August, we both read this book called Girls to the Front by Sarah Marcus, who mm-hmm. is, which is the subtitle is the true story of the right, of the Riker revolution, excuse me. So we read that for August, both of us. And yeah, when we like having guests on these bonus episodes. So we found girl music just by searching like Riot Girl in Instagram. Yeah. And so... We and they figured there was a connection. Yeah. So we figured we'd and just talk to them about what they're doing. They've been an artist spotlight before. So if you keep up with those. Oh, yeah. You've probably seen their name pop up. But yeah, they're really cool. They do um, a lot of like weekly playlist releases and they have a podcast and um, like a bunch of stuff going on. So really fascinating people. Wonderful to talk to. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of what we talked about ties in so perfectly to this book and to mm-hmm. the Riot Girl movement itself. Yeah. Um, one of the things I really liked about the book in general is that she talked a lot about how, like, the Riot Girl movement sort of ended, if that makes sense. And then there was, like, remnants of it that I feel like people love to, like, try to grasp onto yeah because there's something there that I feel like we all really connect with like intrinsically as like women we remember what it's like to be like an angry angry teenage girl and that's literally like the core of riot girl totally and yet it's not there in its fullness anymore especially because of like things that they had like media blackouts or they wouldn't let band members talk to the media so it wasn't documented as fully and not as widespread Mm -hmm. um And so I think one of the cool things about the book kind of mentioning like the fading off of Riot Girl and then being able to talk to girl music and how they named their whole thing after 
Riot Girl and um, just love to like focus on that, like bringing hidden musicians to light. I think it's kind of like yeah. that little resurgence of Riot Girl that can mm-hmm. help bring everyone back into the movement a little bit more. And yeah, I think that's really cool. Yeah, I like it too. I also thought it was so cool that like this, the person who wrote this book, like this was her own lived experience. Mm hmm pertaining like pertaining to the riot girl movement and like how she kind of found solace in it growing up and like how she sought it out like just in the introduction she talked about that a lot in the first couple chapters and like it was cool to like almost like hear like a first-hand account about their own experience with it agreed it's also kind of crazy to consider I feel like I need to take like a feminism history class because I don't think yeah. I've ever had like a class on the history of feminism or like maybe we need to do an episode on that where we just talk about the history of feminism itself yeah. <laughs> because it's kind of hard when you hear like waves of feminism and then to sit there and kind of be like it's been there the whole time and how she mentioned in the book as well that like post feminism was being thrown around a lot. Um, during the time of the riot girl movement and how like post feminism when in reality like it still was going just quieter you know so it's kind of yeah so it's just interesting to also see that and like a lot of the political events and turmoil that was surrounding the riot girl movement like it's a very good like state of the arts for the riot girl Girl movement movement. yeah if you want yeah we talked about like that was maybe something that was missing from our own episode of it of Mm -hmm. like the political and like historical context for like why that mattered I guess and like what that was almost like up against in that time period yeah because we did we focused a lot on the music which is something we definitely focus on more obviously with yeah we're an arts arts podcast podcast. (laughs) I'm not gonna be like a leading expert on politics but Riot Girl was very intrinsically involved with the political things that were happening at the time. And that's what a lot of their fanzines and what they Mm -hmm. spoke about at concerts and everything was like. And I feel like this book does a really, really great job of providing the context for a lot of the environment that was going on during that time period. So, yeah, I really like that as well. Also, kind of funny, but apparently this book is controversial. (laughs) We did not know that before. <laughs> yeah. So, apparently, yeah, which, we did a controversial thing with this pick. Which is fine. I think it's totally fine. But if you want to read more about some of the criticisms with it, like if you've heard of Goodreads, anyone, it has a lot of like reviews on the book. And a lot of people have said there's been criticism from a lot of band members. And other Mm -hmm. people who said that they didn't exactly remember a lot of the events and facts of the book the way that they were written. So, yeah. But then again, like, like I said, they didn't have things very well documented Mm -hmm. at that time period. So it's not really her fault. She probably did the best she could. Yeah. (laughs) And And also, like, it's kind of like her own lived in experience experience so it's like it might have been like I mean she's she's sharing facts in the book but you know Mm -hmm. it's like if she grew up almost like hearing the stories like it could almost be like remembered yeah I don't know I have no idea plus isn't that kind of every history book I know they try not to be biased but like if you're reading an American history book they're absolutely biased yeah yeah (laughs) yeah I think it's great 
it's a wonderful book if you want to get like a lot more of in-depth context into the riot girl movement totally. i'm not gonna pretend it's like my favorite one we've read yeah i agree but it is really interesting and it i'm glad we picked it me too and like i said i thought it was like really cool just i think like the first couple of chapters like were my favorite just because it yeah. really like showed how much riot girl movement meant to someone so personally at the time that it was growing like i thought that was like a very valuable thing to like understand and like really realize that there were women who were seeking for something like this and that riot girl movement like was this community that they could seek out and find so i really appreciated the book for that because it kind of made it a little bit more real you know i agree Yeah, it's also, it was just, I don't know, it made me realize how, like, lucky we are to live in a digital age where, like, finding a group that you can belong to is as easy easy. as literally typing in Riot Girl into Instagram and finding girl music. (laughs) You know what I mean? So easy, yeah. Yeah, whereas, like, back then, she literally was searching high and low, going to every club chapter indie concert everything trying to find the riot girl movement like even she'd hear rumors about what people would wear and what they would put on their wrist or whatever in order to try and find people who were like-minded but yeah so that is the book we read for this month so for our conversation with girl music be sure to check them out it was so much fun talking with them. I know all of you guys are going to fall in love with them. They're so yes. cool. So I'm very They're excited to hear this. <laughs> and just such wonderful people and a wonderful backstory behind mm-hmm. their thing. And it relates so much to like what a lot of we felt. What a lot of we. <laughs> a lot of what we felt. <laughs> yeah. It's been a long day, guys. Anyway. Anyways. You're going to love it. Like, they're just wonderful. And then be sure to go and follow them on everything. And mm-hmm. um, they're even, oh, yeah, they're creating a, a playlist. playlist. Yeah, okay. Oh, I am. I. They mentioned that at the end. Oh, my gosh. It was like a man was giving me a dozen roses. Like, <laughs> when they were like, we're going to make you a playlist. It was like, what? <laughs> like, I is there know. anything nicer? Um. So watch out for the playlist. I'm yes. excited to see the songs are included. I think what we said we're going to do, it's like the modern Riot Girl. Mm-hmm. I think that was the she theme She said we it was between on. the years of like 2016 to 18, right? I think so. There was yeah. like a resurgence of kind of punk to pop Riot, Riot Girl, Girl music. But it was sadder, which yeah. I love I know. Music. And I think like if you've tried to listen to Bikini Kill, sometimes it can be a lot because it's a little bit like screamy and yeah, I don't you're know. Yeah, if you're not used yeah. to listening to that, it's not something that you just casually listen to one time and you're like, I get it. So yeah. yeah. So I think this will be a great like softer introduction to some of the Riot Girl themes and music and it, yeah. it just fits perfectly with like this whole episode and everything. So it really does. The Riot Girl movement continues. Hurrah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Via more than a muse and girl music. Yep. Cool. cool. Well, enjoy that. So uh, my name is Kelsey. Um, one of the co-founders of Girl Music. There we awesome. go. Yeah. And my name's Ashley, the other co-founder. <laughs> yeah. Cool. 
I call her my CFO because she's the only person that like keeps me in check of like what we spend and what we like track. (laughs) She's my money girl. All of the governmental forms go through me. All of the governmental forms. (laughs) I mean, and stuff, I guess. I love it. Okay. So how long has girl music been a thing? Um, well, it's technically been a thing since I was a senior in college. So what year did we graduate, Ash? 2012. 2012. Yes. Well, you should give okay. a little background. Yeah, I was actually going to say, I think oh. I started wrong. Like, how did you guys connect? How did you guys meet? Oh, what are yeah. personal Let's hear life the stories? Story. And oh, how did okay. that connect? Oh, Ashley and I have a love story, guys. <laughs> we met on the playground of kindergarten. No, I don't, yeah. I don't I don't remember how. We, I mean, we met through school. We uh, grew up in the same town. Okay. We went to a very small private Christian school from like mm-hmm. kindergarten. I think Ash went there in preschool. Yeah. I went yeah. there from like preschool through eighth grade, which was really a long. long. Okay. <laughs> so I was there from kindergarten through eighth grade. And I don't, we've just been besties since essentially the beginning of time it feels like it's really exciting actually right now because we live the closest I think we've ever lived to each other like ever after all this time we're like 31 now and she's always gone to school in different places because Kelsey's she did musical theater Uh radio broadcasting Mm -hmm. for school so she was like everywhere and I was just kind of here You went to Arizona, girl. You went to Arizona. I did. But out of all the distance and everything, now we're like 31 and we're back here and we're like, wow, this is so freaking cool that we're this close to each other now. Yeah. So did you guys grow up like in California or where you are now? Yeah, we're from a tiny town in um, North County, which uh, in San Diego, which is like the farthest north of San Diego you can get before hitting the next county, essentially. Got it. It's tiny. It's a horse town. It's very, very small. Not a lot to do. Like the people you grew up with are people you have known for years, like that kind of mentality. And um, yeah, I I went away to a different high school. I went to an arts school in California um, where I studied musical theater for high school. And Ash went to a public school and we still somehow, I think music has always been like a huge part of our relationship. Um, We used to make each other mix CDs like all the time, like LimeWire, like we are big LimeWire people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We used to to get so excited getting into one another's cars, being like, oh my God, look at what I found. And then you'd scroll on the iPod for like 200 years and then you'd play it and it'd be like, have an ad in the beginning somehow, or then the audio would get cut because it was just the worst. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So her and I, yeah, we, we have bonded through, I mean, we have the, we have a very same personality same humor level we're both just very dry (laughs) self-deprecating very self-deprecating humans um and we one thing my favorite part about our friendship though is the fact that we can be watching a movie and she will be like did you see that guy in the background and I was about to say like did you see that guy in the background (laughs) like we notice the same minute details that Uh no one else will ever notice until we point them out and that's how I know she's my bestie. <laughs> that's cute. I love that. Like, a really funny part, though, with our music taste is it aligns in some ways, but we are also completely different in a lot totally. of ways. Okay. Yeah. So what is the music taste? And then how do those differ? I'm curious. Go ahead, Ash. You start. <laughs> 
So, well, my music taste is I'm a Pisces. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm like very emotional. Like Dermot Kennedy is like a very good example. I don't know if you guys know who he is. Yeah. uh Uh-huh. He is one of my favorites and you know, his music is like very sad and emotional mm-hmm. and I just love that stuff. But then I also, um, I t- taught spin and I just love like very feel good pop music. Like I mm-hmm. was mentioning on our story the other day, Becky Hill, she kind of was like a Jess Glenn vibe. She just dropped her album and it is just so much feel good pop music that you just put mm-hmm. on and you're like, feel like a million bucks. Yeah. <laughs> and I love stuff like that. I also like indie music. I am a huge um, R&B fan. Um, mm-hmm. We pretty much like all music. Uh-huh. I used to be like very much into country kind of country hasn't evolved a lot in the last like five years, which is kind yes. of upsetting. Yeah. Kind of like remained the same. Yeah. So I kind of like don't really like that much anymore, but Kelsey likes more of, I guess she can explain. She, she likes more of the. Yeah. I like weird shit. Um, <laughs> I listen to all the indie rock you can think of. Um, cool. I listen to basically anything under that indie label is what I listen to. Um, I'm also very much into electronic music, but I like weird beeps and boops. Ashley makes fun of me for this. I like very uh, off sounding music because it makes sense in my brain. Ashley finds that way too chaotic (laughs) and she gets overwhelmed. So it's, that's kind of like, we like electronic music, but we don't like the same electronic music. That's kind of interesting. Um, I also grew up on, on seventies music really 50s, 60s, 70s music. Like mm-hmm. I love Joni Mitchell with all my heart. I have a tattoo of David Bowie on my arm. Like yeah. uh, they, the 70s is like my jam and uh, Broadway. I love show, t- <laughs> love a good yeah. show tune. I guess <laughs> you mentioned you did musical theater. I did, I okay. did. So I was heavily involved in that theater kid scene for a while. And um, you really can't take the theater kid out. No, Stani and I are, we, we did, we were in high school together and we met doing the musical together. Sophomore year. So like, don't worry. You're theater kids for life. (laughs) You're right. It never fully gets out of you, no matter what path you end up taking. Literally someone, we were talking about Ben Platt today and, and one of our, um, followers was like oh my god I'm not ready for the Dear Evan Hansen movie I was like y'all I've seen that show with him in it and I almost died crying like the movie's going to wreck me (laughs) like I I love I love a good show tune what can I say my husband on the other hand is probably really mad that I like show tunes but every now and then he like lets me put it on in the car (laughs) that's amazing that's the best we we like weird music too like I I tend to like very grandiose kind of sounding music like anything Mm -hmm. that's very much like a production is fun for me yeah Uh like it it may not necessarily be like the coolest to say you know but like at the same time a lot of these pop albums that are coming out like I will not deny our love for Ariana Grande oh you know like Mm -hmm. I will not hide myself because I like that music. Like I can, I can have an objective taste in music, but also still love good pop music. Oh yeah. Like that. I, the feel good pop that is like as embarrassing. as it like, I grew up on Disney channel stuff. So it's just like, you know what? Like if I were to like deny that part of me, like, 
that's what if I want to just listen to music it's like hmm but like Selena Gomez is old stuff like kind of slaps like I don't know I mean mean, Demi like those girls that that girl's got pipes I mean they kill it they kill it and you know what I think this is me going on into a whole rant about this but I, I think the shame that we feel as like people who you know like your your guilty pleasure music mm-hmm. is bullshit. like enjoy mm-hmm. whatever music you want to listen to like I I texted Ashley earlier I was like Ash that Nelly album bumps and I like, told you. I, you, did, <laughs> you did tell me but like I I would never I used to never be like I used to be a hipster. I'm like a recovered old hipster. So I used to be that person. I was like, yeah, I only listen to this music. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm just like guilty. Yeah. Loud and proud. Like, Mm -hmm. hell yeah. That Nelly album is a fun time. Don't feel guilty about loving it because that's what he makes music for is to like, Mm -hmm. enjoy it. He's not making music be the next Kendrick Lamar. (laughs) Just country now. Yeah. Nelly went full country grammar, baby. Full country grammar. (laughs) He's got bops on that album, Ash. Bops. <laughs> like it. Becky Nothing Hill is also another but... incredible. Yeah, I was gonna say, and that Becky Hill one, I haven't listened to it yet, so oh, appreciate the two tips. I love oh. some good feel good music. Oh yeah, you you need it. The world is falling apart. Like we need happy music. Yeah, very very true. Okay, so then you guys have been friends forever. So when obviously you've been doing you know music in one way together like just was sharing it um and talking about it so how did it become this blog when did that start and how did it become an actual thing so this is when I come into college so I went to college for radio broadcasting Mm -hmm. Uh, not a practical degree whatsoever (laughs) all right (laughs) but my minor was also in Russian history even worse nice (laughs) but um yeah, I was I was a music director for a college radio station, cool. and I was working with a lot of um, in that in in the college radio industry. They have promotion companies, mm-hmm. so they will you know sign on an artist and basically handle all their media, all their promotion, promotion, promoting all their. Um, kind of all the like minute work that you just don't want to deal with when promoting your own music. Uh, Mm -hmm. they send it to colleges because colleges will play it on air. We track it. We do everything like that. So essentially I was looking for like a creative outlet to do something with all this music I was receiving, but like nobody in my college radio station gave a shit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like they were just like, Kelsey, it's, this is a private radio. Like no one cares, but I cared. So I, I started girl music with, um, one of my friends, Kylie from college, uh, just as kind of something to do something to like, maybe even do as a job when I was like coming out of college, because I really didn't know what to do, obviously. Um, Coming out graduating in 2012 was really stressful. (laughs) Radio is pretty much dying. Like I love it, but it's dying, you know, and I didn't have many paths of where to go so girl really kind of started as a necessity for me to like brag about the music I was listening to. <laughs> so yeah I started it with my friend Kylie unfortunately you know life um she still lives in Pittsburgh and she has like a really good job working for a radio station so she's really busy um so I've like started and restarted girl what like three or four times 
no success really, just kind of me not knowing what to do, not understanding social media or anything like that. And then I, I, I don't even know how we talked about it, Ash. We were just like one day like, yeah, let's do it together. It, I think it was, I mean, ironically, it was like right before quarantine. Not right, but like <laughs> it was half of a year. year ago. Yeah, it's almost oh, wow. been a year since we've restarted. Okay. Um, so we kind of, Ashley was like, I would love to help with that. Like, cause I was, I think I was bemoaning about how I, I wanted to do it, but just didn't know and just mm-hmm. didn't have help. And I just, I needed my bestie with me. So yeah. So clearly um, I asked Ash and she was like, hell yes, let's do that. And we restarted literally almost a year ago. That's so cool. I didn't realize That's it was awesome. so recent. Yeah, yeah. It's been a wild year for us. Yeah. A, little, a little crazy. <laughs> Ash and I get stressed every now and then. Thinking about it. But yeah, it's really, it's so much fun to be able to get to do this with my best friend. Like who doesn't like, I'm sure you two know, like mm-hmm. it's just so much fun to work Mm -hmm. with your bestie when you're on the same page, like Mm -hmm. rarely have arguments. And it's just like support, so supportive in every way. Like she raises me up when I'm having days. I hopefully do the same for her. Like you do. Thank you. (laughs) You know, we we really just try to motivate each other to be the best versions of ourselves because we've known each other. Like, I I think I've known Ashley more longer than anyone in my world. So definitely. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's yeah. also fun too, because we had these conversations before yeah. we did this and we were like, why don't we just make a podcast? And then we were like, why don't we just post the music we like? Because all of our friends were already following us basically on Spotify and they always were like, mm-hmm. do you have any playlists or can you make me one? So we kind of just were like, let's make this a thing. Yeah. <laughs> and we yeah. kind of just went from there very, very much simple. relate that. to that because like yeah Johnny and I've had the conversations of like who knew like our senior year of high school like the same like rants and conversations we'd be having like years later <laughs> we've just recorded and recorded. Put, now we just put it out for everyone else to listen to yeah. now but they're the same conversations just yeah we we yep. laugh about some of the conversations we have in our podcast like it's just so funny to like look back on how we were and discovering mm-hmm. music especially mm-hmm. like in the what early mid 2000s like that whole conversation her and I were just like cracking up because it's so nostalgic in a way but it's also like I would never have the time nowadays to do what we were doing in high school like yeah scouring through LimeWire and iTunes and downloading and like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I don't have the energy. Like music discovery was so hard then. Like to see how we are now is just incredible. Cause Ashley was like number one pro digger on LimeWire. That girl, her, her emo pop punk, like playlists are banging <laughs> because she did deep dives on LimeWire all the time. <laughs> Always spent like way too much time looking for music. I think like yeah. my whole life, if you, I was looking through my Instagram feed, like the other day and I was just like I was posting about concerts and I made my own stupid hashtag like shows that are a smash because I just didn't <laughs> have any like outlet to post anything on yeah. so just like you know kind of I think just came together at the right yeah. time yeah we were both just desperate to like talk to people about music I think because while our friends are very like music oriented mm-hmm. I think Ashley and I are really the only ones who like have conversations about the industry, um, Mm -hmm. women in music, uh, how we shouldn't listen, listen to Kanye West's album. And, you know, like 
we we tend to have a little bit of a I wouldn't say feminine like I wouldn't say overly feminist but we are very much pro women we are very much pro like badass ladies getting their music out and there's so many artists yeah. that we talk to on yeah. a daily basis that are just like w- thankful for our help and it's like thank you for your music like that we are doing this because we love you like Mm -hmm. we wouldn't we wouldn't promote anyone we wouldn't that we don't like absolutely love we are really just trying to like show the people that women in music is, is so diverse and so beautiful honestly the the community I see on Instagram is beautiful so stunning so honestly that's I would like to say that's what girls about is really about empowering women to get their music out there and I mean we Mm -hmm. love guy bands clearly like yeah Bowie on my arm like we are not of course yes you know some men are like girl music well you only listen to girls and it's like no that's not what this is about yeah this is this is about you know a, a this is about women in music because they don't have a chance to speak up for themselves most of the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, yeah, I I think it's, I think it's a whole section of music that a lot of bloggers are, are ignoring mm-hmm. and, and focusing on music that's already heard, you know, we yeah. don't need another album review on Kanye West we don't need another album review on whatever mail comes out with ever you know the same different day Mm -hmm. what we need is music that relates to our problems our feelings our emotions and like Ashley said she listens to emotional music like we are very much lyrics people lyrics people Mm -hmm. yeah yep (laughs) women just know how to write in a way that like Ooh, ooh, <laughs> understands the pain. I think that we all go yeah. through. Yeah. And yeah, we just we just want to lift that up. I read in the email that you guys sent that this is this like us talking is going based off of like a riot girl concept that you guys were talking about. Yeah. yeah. So that's actually how we found you. Um yes! we did an episode on Riot Girl and I was trying to find like connections to them and then and then we just you. searched, you know, the girl with all the yeah. Yeah. And we're like, hey, oh, girl music. And that's how we found <laughs> yes. you guys. Nice. Yeah. So is it like connected to them? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I a hundred percent connected it to that movement. Um for me, like I listen to a lot of Bikini Kill. I listen yeah. to a lot of Cedar Kinney. I listen to a lot of the Julie Ruin, like everything in that era. Like I probably sophomore year of high school really got into and really like, I was kind of shedding my, I only listen to show tunes phase <laughs> and really. What a, what a transition. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know it thinks it's all thanks to MySpace, honestly. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, you know, I I was really really drawn to that whole movement. Obviously, it's so good. It's mm-hmm. it's just like the type of music you know every teenager, every female teenager should listen to because yes, it's angry. Which yeah, at, at fourteen through eighteen, you're Ashley so angry. angry. <laughs> angry too so yeah angry. I know so and you need angry. an outlet for it like, like outlet women and don't have outlets for no, anger and, at all yeah and I can't relate to like 
can't relate to like going out and clubbing and being cool. Like that's just mm-hmm. not my scene. Mm-hmm. So like Phoebe Bridgers talks to me because she's like, you know, yes, I sit inside in my bed and cry. Like, yes, that's <laughs> yeah. like, ah, oh, yeah, that that's my scene. Yeah, <laughs> girl movement is my scene. I um, I definitely took girl music off of that. Um, and it's and it's like I was coming to terms with my own femininity and my own feministic ideals at that time too and like really looking at the industry and understanding that it's not good you know mm-hmm. it's just not good for women and so it was just kind of like a power move <laughs> I, by naming it that yeah <laughs> I love that well because I mean I love it because it has that connection to a movement that was so I mean you know yeah. just like driven by their frustrations with everything so I think it such a cool thing and like yeah. I said like that's how we found you we were just searching mm-hmm. for stuff that oh, may be related awesome. to it and then that's how you guys popped up so Hell yeah, yeah. That makes so me, it's working <laughs> honestly if I told Kylie that she'd probably cry like she is yeah. the ultimate riot girl still yeah. to this day <laughs> Good. Oh, I love that but yeah I I I love oh my god like I could talk for hours about how much I love like Bikini Kill and Cedar Kenny mm-hmm. I actually lived in Washington for six years oh and, wow um my husband and I were going to the peninsula and you pass by Sleater Kinney Road. And every mm-hmm. time I pass it, I took a picture of it and would make sure I blasted whatever song I was in, into by them. So I, uh, yeah, I, I really, I like their, I like all that badass femininity put into punk music. That's yeah. What mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. And there's still like, there's a lot of like new bands and new music coming out that still pretty much relates to all of that stuff. Yeah. We have a killer playlist. (laughs) I was going to say like any recommendations, but cool. Yeah. Yeah, um, We actually have a playlist called um, uh, Punk Goes Pop. And I don't know if you remember in like 20, I think like 2016 through 2018, there was like this huge blowing up of like females in indie rock music, Mm -hmm. especially like like I said, Phoebe Bridgers, Lucy yep. Douglas, Snail Mail, Soccer Mommy, all these mm-hmm. women were like coming out with very bad indie music. And I kind of like to look at that as the modern riot girl movement because Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Look, cool. look how many women like look to Phoebe Bridgers and have, yeah. have really resonated with her music. Uh-huh. Um, and and she's really she's really making a name for herself in the industry in general it doesn't it's not just the indie the indie industry it's it's really like worldwide like she is very beloved but she writes such honest music that is is very reminiscent of of the riot girl music it's just Mm -hmm. a little sadder a little I really like that connection I I never would have put that but like now that you're saying that I'm like yeah like that makes sense oh if you Julian Baker's first album oh my god like that'll stab you in the heart like 20 times but you'll be like this is kind of punk rock almost yeah like because it's 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 sad but I do like there's there's that anger like that residual anger and just frustration Mm -hmm. that you can feel yes that they're expressing all those and Mm -hmm. all those bands like I was so on that train every time someone came out with an album like it just keeps getting better like yeah mm -hmm. If you haven't listened to Camp Cope's album, um, I, I, I oh my God. I'm looking Cope. it up on Spotify as okay. you speak. They I'm like, a, I'm going to have so much to listen to. Oh my God. We'll send you, we'll send you the playlist. <laughs> yeah. We'll yeah. send it to you. Camp Cope is um, a band from Australia and it's three women and 
they make some of the most honest sounding music about how they've been treated in the music industry. Wow. Uh, Like they straight out call out people. Like it's, it's really intense, but it's also a very powerful, like Mm -hmm. kind of punk movement in a way, but making it accessible and listenable to everyone. Cause not everyone likes punk music. So that's kind of hard to get into. You'd be like, Oh, listen to bikini kill. And people are like, Oh, my ears, but yeah. Okay. Well then listen to like Julian Baker or snail mail or whatever it may be. And be like, here you go. All right. I'm assuming both both of their albums are good, but should I start with, I would listen to the, how to socialize and make friends. Okay. Cool. Oh my God. You're going to cry for the first two minutes. I was so excited to be ranting about this. You have no idea. This is truly my dream come true. Truly. I could talk for hours and hours about this, like two, these two years of music because it, it meant a lot to me and it got me through like really shines of figuring out how to be an adult. And, yeah. um, you know, Ashley and I are 31. We are, we, Sometimes we don't feel like adulting is real. Sometimes we feel like, I don't know. I still feel like I'm in eighth grade sometimes. Like that's, yeah. I mean, we're both, Johnny and I are both like 24, 25. And it's like, I'm like, are we supposed to have this like figured out right now? Cause five feels like a big (laughs) age, you know? And I'm just like, I got, I got nothing. Like, I don't know what's going on. You you just kind of feel like you're constantly failing. And like, there's a huge pressure, I think on women too. I'm sure Ash would agree with me that like, when you're, you're supposed to have it all figured out by the time you leave college. And that's Mm -hmm. just not real. That's there's no way. There's no, there's just no way I acted in college. (laughs) Yeah. Honey, please. No, no. Like I we're 31 and I, I know I don't have my together. I know for a fact, (laughs) like, we're doing great. We're doing great. I'm sure that's great. But I, on the timeline stuff never goes away. And that does suck yeah. about being a woman. Mm-hmm. It's always like everything is a time crunch. And yeah. So I mean, her and I like, have had this conversation yeah. of like, of like babies even, you that's, know? Yeah. Like, that's what I was just going to say is like, there's yeah. always like this impending thing of like, Geriatric I want to, yeah, I want to like do what I want with my life. And I know yes. kids are going to totally change that. Yes. So when do I have kids? But then it's like, is the biological clock ticking? Like, I don't know. <laughs> it I is. Know. It's always ticking. Yeah. It is always ticking. <laughs> Ashley likes to remind it's like a doomsday all the time. <laughs> a doomsday countdown. Yeah. I'm very optimistic <laughs> about future motherhood. It's fine. <laughs> I, know. I mean, we're like, you know, I, I, I feel like I'm just trying to like live my best life before I live to kids. And Mm -hmm. you're right. Like timelines are very, very much pushed onto women. Men are like free to do whatever they want. Most of the time, like, you know, their sperm never, (laughs) never dies. It's so so like die. Yeah. Literally like what, why? Yeah. It makes no (laughs) sense. And I don't know. It's, it's hard to be 31. It's hard to be in our thirties. I think, mm-hmm. um, a lot of it feels like we just, I wish we had done this when we were younger too, because we would have been like super cute and fun. And now we're like, we're super awkward talking on camera. Like it's like, that's what we worry about. now. It's like, Oh my God, such idiots. So what do you guys want to continue doing with girl music? Cause I know from my understanding, it's finding new artists, sharing them. I know you have like awesome playlists that you curate. So like, what do you guys hope to continue doing? And like, where do you hope to see this go? We've got a lot of plans. Yeah, we have a lot 
of plans happening. We're yeah trying to find like a structured direction is our issue right now. Because that's yeah. relatable. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's limitless if you think about it. Like there is so much new music. Mm-hmm. I mean, just by talking like the past and how like we used to do LimeWire stuff, social media has drastically changed the music industry. Like it yeah. is, yes. I mean- we find so many amazing artists that like literally have zero listens on Spotify. We're mm-hmm. like, how are we finding these people that people that reach out to us? I mean, I feel like Instagram has been a huge help mm-hmm. and it's just, it's really cool, but it's also overwhelming. So for us yeah. in this lane now, we have so many like tree branches to branch yeah. off into and we're trying to figure out what is our best option? I mean, we're always going to do what we're doing now. We love to make playlists. We love to promote smaller artists. Like Kelsey and I talked, we're like, I don't see us ever charging to put people in playlists. Like, even if we have a bunch of followers, like that's just not what our brand is. We want to I think help. that's so cool. Yeah. We yeah. just want to help smaller artists get plays. I mean, Spotify is already kind of shit when it comes to payment to artists, like mm-hmm. it's a whole nother conversation that is a little frustrating. But yeah, it's just, we're trying to figure out what direction. I mean, is it managing or is it putting on shows that when art, small artists come, we can like host shows for artists. Like, oh, that'd be, that. that's cool. That's yeah. So cool. It's, uh, yeah, we I think we're into the podcast coming. So we're going to keep doing Yeah, that's that. what I was going to say. Yeah, I know season awesome. two is coming. So that's exciting. Yeah, we're really excited. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I think we really, we are, um, you know, San Diego born and bred. We, mm-hmm. we've lived here forever. I think our big push right now is now that concerts are back mm. is to really promote like a, a community. Yeah. Um, we, we find it very disjointed out here um, because San Diego encompasses a large massive of towns, essentially. Um you have people who could be literally 50 miles away from each other, but in the same County. So mm-hmm. trying to kind of find, find that in between of like people, you know, there are a bunch of shows I don't go to because I don't want to go by myself and Ashley's busy or my husband doesn't want to go. Like I can't yeah. drag someone to it, but if we could build a community where like everyone feels safe with one another and going to shows, you can, instantly see someone and be like oh hey like let's watch the show together you know like yeah yeah really really kind of building it under that girl name but making it making friends honestly making friends who listen to the same music Mm -hmm. um like Ashley said we are really super interested in hosting shows yeah Um, that'd be cool yeah I I have a really dope backyard that um I'm trying to build an amphitheater in so that we could kind of host some smaller if my neighbors let me (laughs) um yeah I mean we do yeah (laughs) I know I was gonna say like a casual amphitheater like yeah amphitheater it's no biggie just cash you know really really kind of building on our brand like ash said like there's so many avenues we could go down we've really been trying to hone in on what's going to be best for us in our future and mm-hmm. um as does this as it sounds um what's going to make us money um, no, Ashley, it, no you have to consider it yeah yeah, yeah. Ashley and I would have been dreaming about about you know this being our our 
job, our career for so Mm -hmm. long. Like we used to talk about it when we were kids, like, oh, when Mm -hmm. we grow up, we're going to own our own record label, you know, everything. And so I think for us, it's, it's unfortunately, you know, we want to make this our day job. So we are looking at what avenues make us money, what avenues are going to be successful for us to continually grow because we're, we try to be as personable as possible. Like Mm -hmm. anyone could reach out to us at any moment in time, if they want to talk about music and we'll be like, if we haven't heard the artist, we'll be like, okay, hold on, let us go listen. And then we'll come back and chat or Mm -hmm. we've already listened and we have a lot to say. Like we are, I think we're empathetic like very yeah. empathetic people so overly it to a fault sometimes. <laughs> empathy is very intense for us but yeah Love I think it. I think really just music is very healing right bless you yeah, music you. is very healing like it, it is it's something that has has gotten Ashley and I through our lives you know mm-hmm. it's, it's weaved in and out of our friendship a, a lot of a lot of our playlists together like we have personal playlists that are just ours together and they're named so ridiculously it's so funny but like (laughs) her and I like we created each other a birthday playlist for this year and it's full of like the funny like songs that no one would think are funny but we find hysterical like love that that's pretty much how our podcast is (laughs) it truly is it truly like we we try to find the joy in music I think and a lot of people look for the shitness in music like they're always so critical we've been talking about pitchfork a lot oh my <laughs> how, gosh about what how mean they are yeah they're, just, they're mean for no reason you know yeah we have never like on our website we have good album reviews only like we will never just like, trash, an album. trash an album it's rude it yeah. just because it's not for us doesn't mean yeah, that it's not for someone love else. it yeah yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's so just like, yeah, because it's like, obviously, like, there's a place for it. And I think art should be criticized, you know, and like, and you should be able to, like, there is some type of objectivity to art in ways. But at another point, it's like, the it always, I'm like, the person who made that album, like, they love that album. And they think it's really good. And so when you see bad reviews, like, with Lord's new album, like so many people are trashing it, which like whatever your opinion is of it, I'm like, I bet Lord really likes her album. And that kind of makes me sad you that it what? is so universally disliked right now. That's really funny because I feel like everyone loves it. I thought I was the what? only person that was like not loving it. Really? I feel like all I'm seeing is people <laughs> trashing it, which like I'm kind of indifferent to it, to be honest. I don't really have a strong stance. I like some of it, I don't like others. I was yeah, disappointed, like but yeah. I'm. I'm trying to move on. Yes. (laughs) It's fine. We had this conversation in one of our podcast episodes when she came out with that first single, I was literally like, what is this? Yeah. It was, it was was sad. At the same time, it felt really icky to like hate it. But, but then at the same time, you're Mm -hmm. like, well, she's Lord. Like everyone's going to love her. Like she's, I'm not going to like me, my little minute. I like what I say is not going to be important to Lord, but for like smaller artists that yeah well especially you know, with smaller artists yeah yes. like I think like with bigger artists it's easier for them to bounce back from like hard reviews you know like yeah. people like Taylor Swift could have a bad album and everyone will still listen to the next one you know 100%. like yes. and I think that's the same thing with like Lord you know it's not going to be that like we're all gonna I'm gonna listen else. I'm gonna be up at midnight yeah. for Lord's next release 
and yes, lawless. Just like this. Yeah. But, but yeah. yeah. For smaller just, artists, it feels a lot yeah, more like A lot more personal. But in yeah. regards to that, I think like, you know, when you when you talk about like you're always gonna listen to Lord's next album, like we are mm-hmm. the same way. Like I, even if we don't like in like she asked me about the church's album today, and I was like, I love churches. I'm I'm not a good objectifier of of their album because mm-hmm. I've loved them since like day one. Like I love what they do. Yeah, I'm always gonna love them. Like they could come out with the shittiest album and be like, there were bangers on there. Like you yeah. know, <laughs> I'll I'll try to be like, no 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 no, there's some good shit. But at the same time, there's gonna be albums we don't like, and mm-hmm. and, and I know Ashley will attest to this. It depends on our mood and when oh, we're yeah. listening to an album. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. true. Yes, because there have been times where Ashley has loved an album and I've been like, meh. But I think <laughs> it's the way we listen to them. Like, mm-hmm. and we're, we, okay. We listen to probably how many albums a month, Kels? I was going to say, you guys must just listen to so much music. Uh, yeah, yeah I, as of, as of, Today, or as of yesterday, I've listened to over a thousand albums this year. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) So we listen to a lot of music and sometimes you need a break and Mm -hmm. that's when you know when the albums start to like not sound good. You're like, I need to take a step back because it's just much. I mean, we're trying, that's what I'm saying. There's just so much new music all the time. It's just Mm -hmm. limitless and we're trying to get to all of it. And it's, it's fun though. Like it, mm. it's not, it's not a, too much, but we're definitely this month when we're not doing the podcast, it's a lot harder because yeah. the podcast that keeps us accountable. Yeah. <laughs> and listening like right now, Ashley and I have, Ash, what do you have left? I have about 30 albums in the month of August. I still need to listen to before we, yeah, before we post our, um, best of, or best of August, oh, um, yeah. which we post on Monday. Mm-hmm. So, you know, her and I often just kind of rush through albums that other people are going to love, mm-hmm. but I'm not, I know Ashley won't, I won't necessarily promote albums that don't need promotion because they already yeah. are big, you know? So yeah. I try to listen to smaller artists music first and then go back and like, like I, like Ashley just listened to the Halsey album. No, I haven't mm-hmm. even gone to it yet. You haven't even gone, see? No, because I had to work. Uh, <laughs> work. I haven't, I've only yeah. made it like halfway through the Halsey album too. Yeah, I don't I know why I keep going back to it. I need so. to. Have you guys yes. watched the movie yet? No. Well, I couldn't figure out where to. Oh no. Because it was only in certain theaters and I don't think it was in Utah. <laughs> she was so. like, we're not going to Utah. Yeah, like, and, and like to her like fair, like I can understand that as a marketing perspective. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm like, I want, I need to see it. Like I would, yeah. I know I, I hope she releases it, it somewhere, yeah. but you know, like we, we tend to end up leaving bigger albums to the end, which is a blessing and a curse because oftentimes yeah. the smaller albums have like, we were talking a couple months ago and I, I said, literally, I don't think like a big name album is even going to break my top 10 list. It's all these smaller albums that have been my favorite through this year. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, there's of course like some bigger names on there, but, uh, at the same time we try to, (laughs) there's my dog. Um, (laughs) at the same time, we really try to, to listen to smaller artists because we know they are the ones that need promotion. They are the ones who deserve it because they're working their asses off. And honestly, like 
we found an out, we found a band called Jazz Party, right? That's what they're called. Yeah. Oh my God. Like just a small little Australian band had no idea who they were. We both listened to the album. We both were just so ecstatic about it. Like we could not get enough about it. You know, we post about them and they're like, oh my God, thank you for finding us. Like we're a tiny band that really only got the word out through, through live shows, which we haven't been able to do because of COVID. Oh yeah. You know, just for someone to be like, thank you for finding our music. It's like, what? No, no. Thank you. Like this album is, is what we need at this moment. Like I honestly, I don't know about you, Ash, but I always feel like I have to thank people. Like, thank you. Yeah. Your, your oh, yeah, music is so good. We're, we're just two silly girls that are promoting. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. We have a I lot of feelings. That. <laughs> that's not a bad that. thing. <laughs> but I, I feel like that's so like, I love that that's a focus for you guys. Cause it's like, as an artist, it's like, just the idea of someone wanting to share it like how nice is like it's so Mm. kind and like just the idea too of like yeah we're gonna try not to like charge people for playlists and just like keep it as like a genuine I like it so I want to share it like I feel like that's just such a nice community that you guys can like create and like I know how much like those artists like appreciate that like that's that's incredible so I like that we hope so. We honestly hope someone once emailed us and be like, how much do you charge for playlisting? And I literally like had to take a step back and be like, people charge for this. Like, it's ridiculous. What? Yeah. For, so- for moving a song into a Spotify playlist, they're yeah. going to charge like $50. It's icky. Oh, it's very it's icky. icky feeling too inside. Like it feels wrong. And the amount of playlists we make in our the amount of playlists we've made in our lifetime is so extravagantly large like mm-hmm. there there's no way I could ever justifiably be like well I'm gonna put you in two playlists so that'll be a hundred dollars please yeah, like we, we won't be doing that no yeah. I, <laughs> I appreciate that I just like I agree no. I think just like the mindset behind it is like I don't like it yeah no, it, it's very icky <laughs> yeah, it feels like last thing though do you want to just tell everyone where to find you yeah what you would want people to check out honestly we're everywhere at girl music there's three r's in Mm -hmm. that girl um instagram facebook twitter tiktok every soundcloud spotify we are at girl music everywhere Cool. Uh, we do have merch coming soon. We have, Ooh. I know, season two of our podcast coming soon, I love uh, that. which you can find on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And uh, we really would love to make a playlist for you guys in like remembrance of this moment. So totally up to you guys cool. what you want the theme to be. We could do Riot Girl. We can add oh. all that dope music in there. But we'd love to like release it when you guys release your episode. Oh my gosh, we can share. Oh my goodness. I love that. <laughs> okay. Now I'm like, what do we have the theme be? What if we did, like you were talking about like the modern Riot Girl. Yeah. With those things. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe yeah, we can do, do the, yes. the modern do Riot it. Girl. Let's then we can tie amazing. it into the, the episode too. We'll make a playlist and, and we'll release it when you release Just, this episode and we can. Cool. That would be so great. We can promote each other and we'd be happy. We to love cross promotion. You oh, guys are the oh, best. Love it too. <laughs> awesome. It's how we make friends, right? Yeah, it's so cool. We all need people to back us up. And Okay, cool. Well, thank you guys so much. Thank it was so you. nice to meet both of you. you. And well, thank right. you both so much. Yes, thank you, thank you so thank much. You. We will talk Bye. later then. Sounds Bye. Good. <laughs> Bye.
Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. I enjoyed having it. So I hope yeah. you enjoyed listening. I know. And I, if you're like us, then you have a lot of other music to go listen to right oh, now, including I the playlist. Yeah, I like two <laughs> albums. Like as they were talking, I was like being rude on my phone, but I was just like Spotify. I'm listening yes. to the jazz party. That's what mm-hmm. I have. And the camp cope. I haven't yes. heard them. So checking this I out. I know. Australian music. I'm excited about it. I know. So yeah, be sure to check them out for more. And do we want to talk about our September pick? Yes, we do. Cool. Um, I am excited for this one. I am too. I'm really excited. Mine gets here this week. So, I- so um, our September pick is a book that I have wanted for a while (laughs) so I'm really excited we're doing it um it's called women artists the Linda Nochlin reader it's edited by Mara Riley but the essays inside are written by Linda Nochlin Mm -hmm. and if that name sounds familiar it's because one of our very first episodes like what our third our third episode Mm -hmm. our third episode ever um, was on an essay by Linda Nochlin that's extremely famous called Why Are There No Great Women Artists? And it's actually, yeah. I don't know if it's still in one of our top most listened to, but for I think, quite a while I it was. I think it's a, our like third most listened to. Third or fourth. Yeah. So, so mm-hmm. a lot of you have probably heard it. listened, even if yeah. you weren't here at the beginning. Um, but Linda Nochlin was like a really incredible art historian who just did a lot of work into why women artists were so undersold mm-hmm. and these are her collection of essays on position and influence of women artists and yeah, yeah I mean they were written in the 1970s um, they are very academic so the language can be a little bit harder um, I have the link to our why are there no great women artists in that third episode so if you want to read that article um, then that is there but I'm really excited. There's 29 essays in this book. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm going to have to like really be on top of reading this one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because I know it's going to take a little bit more to get through, but I'm very Mm. excited. No, definitely. It's going to be cool. Like, I'm excited about this one. And it will be fun to kind of like revisit that essay again now Mm -hmm. with even more. Now that we've been doing this for almost (laughs) a year. I know. So it's cool. It's yeah, a fun little like totally. reunion. Yeah. So hopefully that one will be out at the end of this month. Mm-hmm. Might be out at the beginning of October. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. The, sorry about the inconsistency of these bonus episodes, but they're always worth it. So, And we will be back for our regularly scheduled episode next Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.